bem-vindo ao podcast para aprender inglês, o melhor podcast de inglês do Brasil e do mundo. Aqui é o Teacher Mike, professor de inglês e fundador da Accelerate Idiomas, a principal escola de inglês 100% digital do Brasil. Aproveite o episódio de hoje e vamos acelerar o seu inglês. Alright. Hey everyone, it's Teacher Mike here and I have with me today Lucas. Lucas is the realtor that found um, our apartment, the apartment that we're living right now. A lot of you guys ask me about this, so I decided, hey, why not have him on the show and ask questions about uh, real estate in Toronto and I think overall in Ontario, right? Yeah. Um, and just, you know, have a fun conversation around this topic. So Lucas, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, so introduce yourself a little bit. Talk a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do here in Ontario, and a little bit about your story. When did you come to Canada? How long have you been here? All right. So first of all, happy to be here. It's a pleasure. Um, so I actually came to uh, Canada in, back in 2010. Okay. Um, I came here to do high school. I was mm -hmm. in grade 10 at the time. Yeah. So yeah, I did high school here. I went to school for marketing and then decided it wasn't my thing always really <laughs> worked with uh with property management so uh -huh. i was always doing some sort of real estate uh -huh. until i realized hey you know what might as well uh, that's something that i like something yeah. that i'm passionate about i was always looking for houses especially uh -huh. buying and selling even though i didn't have my license at the time uh -huh. so i just decided it was something that you know i was into and decided to pursue and um yeah very happy i love what i do now it's great love Love helping people find their homes, you know, either buying, selling, uh -huh. or, you know, renting. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty let, much. Let me ask you this. You said you worked with property management before. How did, how, how does that, how, what was your job? What did you work with? So, I actually did uh, inspections for a property management. Uh, uh -huh. Sometimes I will help the, the agents from the property management just show. So, I did pretty much what a realtor does. Mm. Uh, except that you don't sign contracts and put offers and stuff like that. Of course. So of course. not none of the negotiation part, right? Mm. But uh, other than this, um, it was pretty much the same thing. Ah, oh, very interesting. Yeah. Um, how does one become a realtor? What do you have to do? Is there any requirements? Do you have to take a course? I honestly don't know. Uh, all right, that's fine. That's a that's a good question. <laughs> so um, back then, I got my my license a while ago, and it was um, it was from Moria. So mm. the real estate uh, organization had their own course and they just closed it. And now it's a Humber. So you have to go to Humber for it. I'm mm. not quite sure how the process changed. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of friends who are doing it now and they told me that you have to take about eight courses mm -hmm. that you can do in a time frame that it's about a year. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can get your license, at least the temporary one. And then you have to do another course mm -hmm. until you actually get the the permanent license so yeah i think that's how it goes now but you changed i know that you always changes the process how it goes they try to you know make it as uptight as possible they're always uh -huh. trying to do laws and regulations uh -huh. all this but um yeah that's uh pretty much how how it goes now it, it makes sense uh, that it's yeah. a little bit uptight i think yeah. because otherwise just anyone could get into the market exactly uh, i believe that in brazil there is some sort of regulation i don't think it's that complicated though no, it's uh, not. I think you go to uh, to school for one Saturday until you get the and that's it. temporary <laughs> one, yes, and then you're allowed to, to do it. Yeah, here's a, a little bit. A little bit complicated. Uh, yeah. well, you said uh, Laurier and then you said Humber. So these are actual colleges or universities, right? You have to go through them. 
Actually, Aurea, no. Aurea, it's Ontario for Real Estate Association. Ah, I heard, I heard Laurier. All right. Oh, Laurier, right. no, yeah, so, sorry, I apologize. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, Humber it is. So mm. I'm not too sure if they consider a actual, actual course in college because it's not a two-year program. Uh, it's no, two yeah. semesters mm-hmm. and like eight core and the eight exams mm-hmm. um but it's still yes you'd be mm-hmm. at least i believe it's at least a year i'm not sure if you can actually try to speed up the process and do it faster just because <laughs> right now uh, everything's closed and you no, know of course, you can just do course. everything from yeah. home um but i believe yeah it should be done within like a year and you you mentioned as well that you came in 2010 to do high school yeah um And did you come with your parents already or did you come by yourself and decided to stay? How was the family journey? Oh, it was, it was actually funny. Uh, so I came here in 2010. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my family came. So at the time, my father, my stepmom and my sister. Uh-huh. Um, so they stayed here for about three years until they decided that it wasn't for them. No and way. They, yeah. And then they left. Uh, and then you stayed. And I stayed. Yeah. I was the... <laughs> I was the tough one. <laughs> Dude, um, that is, it, it required some bravery. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's not easy. Uh, you, I'm sure you probably had it difficult when you came here. Of course. At least for me, I remember my first day of high school, I did not speak a word of English. <laughs> it was just, I took uh, I took English there as a course for maybe like three, four years besides school. Yeah. But uh-huh. it didn't really help me with a lot. You know, it's mm-hmm. pretty much a verb to be. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, so I did the verb to be, but you know, the actual speaking, and listening, and then trying to like create uh, mm-hmm. phrases, it wasn't it wasn't easy for me. But yeah. it's it's like after a while, after maybe like a year and a half, two years, I was more comfortable. I was you mm-hmm. know pretty okay with mm-hmm. the with the English. And then after that, three years after that, when they left, I was like, yeah, there's no way I could get used to Brazil again. Nice, that's interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna stay here. That is really cool. That's such such a nice part of your story. I had no idea. Because it definitely requires lots of guts to to see uh, mom, uh, your stepmom, your dad, and your your sister go back, which is yeah. also a good idea for some people. I, I totally understand. And at the same time, deciding to stay, it definitely required some bravery. How old were you when this happened? I was 18. 18. Yeah, when, yeah yes. when I was 18. Super yeah. young. And then did you had you already gone to college or not yet? No, I was actually just finished your high school when they left just finishing um, high school the thing is, so i actually worked for hollister the clothing company oh yeah 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 i worked for Hollister at the time so i did have did you work company. as a salesperson i did yes <laughs> nice man so you know so i was into sales which is which is good mm-hmm. um and i yeah so i had like savings and i just decided to you know rent my own place and then finish um finish high school mm-hmm. and then started going to humber for for marketing really cool that's really awesome That's really awesome. Uh, all right, let's let's get into the the realtor side. All right. Um, let's talk about. Uh, imagine someone that has no idea on what to do. They're coming to Toronto for the first time, and they're trying to find a place to rent. Um, what would you say is the the bad are the best practices for them? Imagine that they they are a normal immigrant. You know, people you deal with. So you know, you know, uh, what should they have? Documentation. What should they think about worry about in general okay so let's talk about first newcomers okay mm-hmm. uh so there's a little bit of a different process for newcomers mm-hmm. um usually it's pretty simple it's you have to have uh, a letter of uh, employment with pay stubs okay and uh, credit information so credit history 
Mm -hmm. uh, that's pretty much the documents that they require. Okay. Okay. Um, in terms of rent, uh, they they want it to be in between thirty and forty percent of your gross income. Mm, All right. And the credit score, they like it to be over seven hundred. Okay. That's what okay. they consider good. All right. Uh, obviously, when you come here and you're a newcomer, um, not most of the time you, you probably don't have a job yet, mm -hmm. unless you come with an offer, right? But you don't have a job and you don't have credit history, right? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of something big over here. It's more mm -hmm. like 50-50 in terms of the weight. Um, like so job and credit history. It's like a 50-50 weight. Yeah, 50-50, uh -huh. like, so credit history and then income, right? Uh -huh. If you don't have it, it's kind of like you down very much and a lot of people don't feel comfortable renting to you. That makes uh, sense. Of course, some some landlords will definitely be okay. I'll give you a chance because I was a uh, immigrant once, and then I mm -hmm. understand the struggle. So they do, and this happens sometimes. It's not mm -hmm. very, it's not very often, but it does happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. So usually, uh, for for new immigrants, I do have a lot of um, clients that come here as international students. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in that in that case, they don't have a job or they they don't have any history here. And mm -hmm. most of the times, they're actually supported by parents or somebody who's back in Brazil. True. Right? which it's harder because we can't put that person as a co-signer mm -hmm. uh, most of the time at least because in order to be a co-signer they want it to be in ontario you know if possible mm -hmm. within the dta right because mm -hmm. if you don't pay uh they can go you after can person mm -hmm. go after the person control, yeah right um so in that case because you can't really put them as a co-signer um what you do is pretty much you offer more months up, up front, right? Mm -hmm. uh, landlords cannot request that you put more months up front, mm -hmm. but that's something that's a very common practice here uh, for them to have a peace of mind when you go in their property mm -hmm. that you're just not going to miss payment and just leave or be living there for maybe three to four months without um, paying and not paying rent, right? Let me so, ask you this: the the first and last is this a is this something that became common but is not necessarily needed? No, actually, no. The first and last, that's uh, one of the few deposits that the landlord can ask. So ah, the they first, can, they can. Yeah, they can. So the first, ah, okay. it's regular. The uh -huh. the last month's rent deposit, they can ask for this. One other deposit that they can ask for, it's a key deposit. Uh -huh. Usually uh, ranges from $100 to $150, uh, sometimes $200 per uh, set of keys. Uh -huh. right? So if you have two set of keys, about $300 to $400. So uh -huh. that's the other deposit they can ask for. Mm -hmm. uh, a dog deposit, a security deposit, a cleaning deposit, none of this they can ask for. You can always offer, but they mm -hmm. cannot ask for, you know. Interesting, interesting. I remember my first time I rented. Um, so we didn't go through a realtor, which I, I uh, regret because it would have been much easier. Uh, and everyone who's listening right now, it's, this is the first time. So Lucas is the, the realtor who found our place here. And this is the first time we went through one because we never knew if you have to pay for it or not. Uh, this is something you learn and then you're like, well, why, why wouldn't have I used it before? Um, but anyways, the thing is, uh, the first time we, we rented, we didn't have any of that. I was an international student, so we used my parents' information, of course. Um, and he required for a damage deposit. And we didn't know that we couldn't, we couldn't, he couldn't require one. So yeah. he required it and we happily paid because we thought, oh, that's, that maybe that's normal um so that that happened <laughs> yeah so that's what sucks about it because you don't really know your rights so yeah, whatever yeah. they ask for you just kind of give it because you think okay they're asking for it so you know they they might you know know what they're talking about and that's not always the case right? exactly and another yeah. thing that happens uh maybe you have already forgotten that but because you've been here for a long long time and i i think i i kind of already forgotten it too but when you come for the first time and you're brazilian you think that nobody's going to 
uh, do something like this to you. Nobody's going to try to scam you into yeah. doing something wrong because you think I'm from Brazil. I'm from the place where people scam each other out of their oh, guts. Yeah. <laughs> so that they're, uh, they're not going to scam him here and it happens a lot like people yeah, get scammed yeah. here so yeah. i i have a story and again this is by not going through a realtor like you know all of the mistakes that happen they usually happen because you're not working with someone that knows the industry yeah. i have a friend who not well he's not my friend i know him uh that he uh, rented this place and then they gave him the key And he gave the deposits. He put his he put his furniture in, but he wa it wasn't the day of the moving yet. But he put everything in there. And yeah. then a week later, when he was into the moving date, the person changed the key uh, to the apartment, the lock, and all the furniture had been gone. Gone. Yes. That, yeah. This is cam that does happen here. Uh, yeah. So when you're renting with uh, directly with the landlord, right, mm -hmm. with the owner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you don't know who the owner is the thing is so we as uh, realtors we do have access to that so there's a internet page that we go to so mm -hmm. there's any property that you want to know in here who the owner is mm -hmm. you just go there and you just pull the property address and it shows your name if it's a mm -hmm. if it's a company you show the company name you can just mm -hmm. just call the company and see who owns the company uh -huh. um, that's usually how it goes as a tenant you don't have that kind of access so of let's course. say um um, my name is John, right? And then I'm renting this place here. Um, I'm just in the end of my contract and um, I'm actually a scammer. So what I do is <laughs> I post this uh, this apartment that I'm renting now on uh -huh. Marketplace, Kijiji, uh -huh. and I show this place as if I'm the owner, right? Yes. Uh, I know that I'll be moving out of here in two months, okay? Uh -huh. um, and I try to make some money out of it. So yeah. it happens. this happens more than we like to think, no um, unfortunately. Yeah, so... Yeah. They, they, you know, pay first and last. Sometimes even the, the furniture, they, they put all the furniture there and yeah. they just disappear, right? And yeah. the owner is not held responsible for it because you didn't deal with the owner. You just had an agreement with somebody. That uh, you, like a yeah. Person, yeah, yeah. Right? And I mean, there's nothing you can do much unless you yeah. can actually find a person. There's no, not it much makes, you can It do. makes sense. You, you know, the owner shouldn't be held responsible. He has nothing to do with it. Exactly. Uh, but it is, it is so tough. And it makes sense, you know, uh, Most of the times, I'm I'm gonna say this. It's gonna sound bad, but that's the truth. Most of the times when this happens is is really a uh, usually a really good deal. So maybe it's a downtown apartment for a thousand dollars, and it, you should be a little sketched out. Yeah, that it's too like, cheap. Why is it that cheap, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I understand. I hope nobody goes through this. But sometimes just be a little extra careful. If it's too cheap, ask why. Try to understand. And you know, most of the times, just go with someone that understands the industry um let me ask you this okay how does it work how how do you get paid how do people get to you because that is a normal um worry that people have oh i'm not going to go through a realtor because i'm going to have to pay him yeah so i we don't get paid until we find you so let's say you right mike mm, uh, yeah so you're my client so you're my uh you're my tenant client Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to find you a place, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whatever apartment we find, so let's say we found yours, um, I'm actually paid by the landlord. So mm -hmm. the owner of the apartment pays the two realtors. So every transaction, at least not every, but most of the transactions has uh, have two realtors. Uh, so one represents the owner, the second one represents the tenant. Yeah, right? Interesting. Uh, in an odd case, you find one uh, one realtor that represents both, which is okay, but it's not as good because there there could be conflict of interest right makes sense uh so as soon as you find your apartment um 
you drop off the 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 check in the uh, owner's brokerage, right? Mm -hmm. And after that, there's a commission split. So meaning that the owner pays half of the first month's rent to one brokerage and then half of the first month uh, uh, month rent to the other brokerage. Interesting. Uh, which is the which is the listing agent, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so the brokerage does take the part of the the split. Sometimes it could be like an 80-20 split. Sometimes a 50-50 split. It really depends uh -huh. on the brokerage. Uh -huh. uh, and then they pay you the rest, right? That's usually mm -hmm. how it goes. So let's say uh, you don't pay for anything if you're looking to rent a place. This is always the the landlord or the sellers, right? They're always the mm -hmm. one responsible to to uh, pay for the the realtor's commission. Very uh, interesting. When you're looking to buy and you're looking to rent, you're not you're not really charged for it. Very cool. That makes sense. So you're when you're buying or renting in the new tourie, if you're selling or uh, listing it for rent, then that's when you're going to pay that's for the pay, realtor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And is it beneficial? Like, of course, I'm asking the barber if I should get a haircut, but <laughs> is it beneficial for the landlord that is uh, that has an apartment that wants to list it? What are the advantages of using a realtor? Um, it's, it's funny you ask this because uh, you can actually get scammed as a landlord as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. How? Interesting. Yes, you can. There are actually uh, people who rent, they pay first and last uh -huh. and because... So let's say um, I just moved here, pay first and last, and uh -huh. I'm not going to pay my second month. And I, I already know that. Um, uh -huh. So after 28 days, the landlord can file for, uh, for eviction. Business, you know? Yeah. Is it and eviction, then, the name? Sorry? Is it the eviction, the name of the eviction, thing? Yes. Yeah, so okay. they file for eviction, uh, but the process takes a while, right? Uh -huh. so like, especially now with COVID, all the officer closed. It could take maybe four, five months. So you can uh -huh. literally be living there five months rent free. And the owner still has to pay for the mortgage, right? So no, when you go through so process annoying, yeah. and you have realtors, um, it's usually harder uh, for for you to apply, you know, in terms of all the documents and stuff like that, just because mm -hmm. they're way more careful when they're analyzing your profile to see True. if you fit or not, right? True. Mm -hmm. um, landlords usually choose um, to, to hire realtors to rent mm -hmm. first, so they don't have to deal with the, uh, people like asking questions like it's already on the ad and you know people just call you and message you oh is there parking it says on the ad there's no parking <laughs> and they don't want to deal with it that's actually what i hear the most uh it's like i don't want to deal with you know, i don't want to i don't want to deal with the peasants <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty much how it is <clears throat> unfortunately but you know that's no i understand i bro, I, I sell things online i know how it is people talk to you and ask you the most simple questions that I could just find if they read for two minutes, exactly. whatever you posted online. So I totally understand. Yeah. And then, um, so this, and here in, uh, in Ontario, there's a lot of big investors, a lot of uh -huh. big investors. Who That's true. Don't own, maybe not even five, but like I've met a guy who had uh, 16 apartments, right? And wow. he went to the mall. So he, in that case, he just didn't have the time for it. So uh -huh. He had of a course. realtor running for them. Or, mm -hmm. And then even managing the properties because he just didn't have the time for it. You know, it mm -hmm. wasn't his full time. Uh, he had a, a couple other companies that he had to run. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, he, you know, he just didn't have time for it. So in terms <laughs> of that, you, you just have the peace of mind that, you know, things are taken care of in the right way and mm -hmm. you're not going to have headaches later on. Uh, it's not yeah. like, oh, I'm going to hire sense. a realtor and I'm not going to I'm never going to have issues with my uh, tenant out paying. That's not how mm. it goes. Of course. Uh, we, unfortunately, we can't really, uh, you know, see who it's going to pay and who it's not. Uh, mm -hmm. We just see who it's most likely to default and who it's not, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. That's usually how it goes. That makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. 
Um, all right. So I'm going to take some questions from listeners. So people that listen to the podcast and they have some questions to you. Um, right. One of, I think now we can go into the process of buying and selling all because right. initially, you know, when I came to Canada, I thought, oh, you know, is it, is it common for Brazilians to buy and sell stuff here? And it actually is. I, I, I found a lot of Brazilians that buy and sell stuff here. They have their own property. Um, so I think it's really cool. So one of the questions that I got uh, from this is uh, how much is necessary uh, for, as for a down payment to, to start your process of buying a property? Okay. So that would depend. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a Canadian um, resident or if you're a permanent resident, mm -hmm. uh, you, can, you can buy with probably 5% down. Mm -hmm. As long as it works and have good credit, mm -hmm. right? that's that's pretty much how it goes. What is the good credit for a mortgage? Seven hundred as well. Actually, it's funny you ask. A, a credit for a mortgage six eighty. Yeah, six eighty. <laughs> so landlords require seven hundred than banks. But this makes sense. This makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they want to make it more affordable for people to buy their own. Yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, six eighty is the credit that you need to buy a home. So okay. it's not a lot, and. Uh, I'm all in favor of buying just because, so let's say somebody that pays $2,000 for rent in an mm -hmm. apartment, if mm -hmm. they paid maybe 2,300, yeah, 2,300 a month, 2,324, you mm -hmm. could own, right? And mm -hmm. the thing is after 25 years, um, that's paid off, right? Mm -hmm. And you're talking, and we're still not talking about depreciation that usually for, for condos goes between six to 10% a year and mm -hmm. for houses could go up to 16 to 18% on, on a year. Which is a wow. pretty big appreciation. You know, that's a really good investment. Well, 16 to 17% in a year for a house, that's insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was actually three years here that some places in uh, in Toronto, not only Toronto, the GTA, mm -hmm. uh, they had a 50% um, increase. So 50%. 50? Yeah, 50. Yeah. Wow. So houses, yeah. A couple of houses went from 500 to 750 in three years. Wow. Which is crazy, crazy. So really good investment, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So I even have some clients who are not Canadian, right? And uh -huh. in case you're not Canadian, you can still buy, right? You can not Canadian still... and not even a PR, right? PR, exactly. So when I say Canadian, Canadian or PR, you are a temporary uh, resident, resident. Mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. So in that case, you can still buy it. The only thing is, at least in the greater uh, Golden Horseshoe, which is around the GTA, okay. um, there is a, a tax that's called foreigner investor tax, which uh -huh. is 15% of the amount of the, the property. So okay. if you pay a million in the house, you're going to be paying 150,000 in taxes, right? Oh, okay. So you pay that and uh, you could still qualify for 5%, right? There's a couple of programs that will make you qualify. It's uh -huh. just harder. You're going to need documents from your banks um, uh -huh. back in, in your country and from your employer as well. Uh -huh. And you need to... Um, you need to have some sort of uh, some instability, right? In order to, uh -huh. to buy, especially from a foreigner country. Uh, interesting. interesting. Which is, is still a good, because if you think about it, 50%, yeah, it's a big amount of taxes. But um, as I always tell my client, I also tell my clients that, you know, after the first year, that the appreciation pretty much covers the 50%. Mm -hmm. So even if it's a bad year, the past seven years that we had, um, no more than a year and a half, they will have depreciation over 15%. So the mm -hmm. house right now, it's worth more than they paid for and already covered the, the 15%. Yeah. They, they initially paid. Yeah, this, this definitely makes sense. Um, and you just mentioned we had a, a few bad years in the past. Uh, how is the, the market right now? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it average? Oh, the market's really good. The market, it's been going up. Um, uh -huh. So I'm talking about houses now, okay? Houses, so yeah. 
So houses, the how the the market's been going up for the past maybe seven years. Ah, okay. Yeah. So so those are good years. Oh yeah, really good years. Ah, okay. And a lot of people talk about uh, it's a bubble. It's a bubble. We just went through a pandemic, and the how the the the, the housing market continued growing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, there could be a bubble. I don't. I don't like to say there is or there isn't. But the thing mm-hmm. is, if it's a bubble that's growing. It's a really strong bubble because you went through over a year of pandemic, and the prices are still going skyrocket. Mm-hmm. I just saw mm-hmm. a property um, last week that it was listed for five hundred thousand and sold for six sixty five, which twenty one offers. Twenty uh, one offers. Twenty one offers. Yeah, that's not a bubble. Um, yeah. You know, when you think about the concept of a bubble if you think about it in the terms of what happened in 2008 um, it wouldn't be the same because in here when you are asking for a mortgage you are asking for it and the bank is looking at your credit history is giving you good mortgage because you can pay it's definitely very very different from what happened in 2008 which was indeed a bubble because they were giving mortgages to everyone and then there was there were uh, um, there were uh, money how do you say that money instruments on top of the, those mortgages, right? Yes. So it yes. was a much more complicated scheme, uh, which I don't think that's what's happening. I just think that, you know, it's very simple. A lot of people say this, you know, oh, Toronto is incredibly expensive. It's true. It is incredibly expensive, it but it's because there's a lot of people coming here. Yep. So it's a demand. supply supply and demand. Yeah. Yep. So how, uh, you know, if there's a lot of people buying houses and not as many houses being sold in the market, prices are going up. So imagine 21 offers. Yeah. On average, I think that's a good, I have a student right now. She's going through the process of buying a house. Uh, if I knew, I would definitely have appointed you to her, but she already had a realtor. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, she is having a hard time. Uh, she has the budget. She has a credit history. She already has a condo here, yeah. uh, but she's, she's still going through a hard time. Um, on average, how many tries uh, do, does it take to get, a, to get an offer approved? You, okay, it really depends. Usually you have a pre-approval on the mortgage. Yeah. Okay. That says, hey, you can pay this month. Uh-huh. So anything within that price, you should be okay to approve. Okay. Okay. Um, it's not everyone. I had I have a really good contact of a mortgage broker that mm-hmm. um, lets me waive conditions. So when you're buying, um, especially when there's multiple offers, it's really important that you don't put any conditions, which is kind of a gray area, but just being upfront, it's really what is a what is a condition. Conditions like so you can either buy a, a house firm or conditionally. Okay. Conditionally, okay. it's like um, you put an offer, say, Hey, I want to buy this house. Uh, conditional upon home inspection or condition upon um, mm. mortgage approval. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, so those are conditions. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the market, on the seller's market that we have right now, with a lot of people trying to buy, if you have conditions mm-hmm. on your offer, they just kind of overlooked. They yeah, want to, they, they barely market. look at it. Exactly, because one makes a lot of sense. Yeah, one is conditional. Like that doesn't mean sold unless that's fulfilled, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. when you have firm offers, they know that they sign that, they sign back the offer. That's done. It's done. It's, it's done. sold. Exactly, it's sold. So that's why they have firm offers. I do have actually. I worked with a lot of um, brokers before, and they they said, "Hey, Lucas, I I can't really just recommend that you just uh, waive the." the finance condition which is the mortgage approval just mm-hmm. because it's something big and um it's it's not safe so let's say if they don't know what they're talking about and they say hey go for it and then you just go without a uh, a condition and you can't approve that mortgage you lose the deposit the deposit could be up to two and two and a half percent of the value of the uh, house okay, of course, 10, you have, 
when you put an offer, you put a deposit. Yeah. Well, actually, the deposit it's uh, it's done within 24 hours. Ah, okay. So you put an offer, you put a deposit within 24 hours. Exactly. Yeah. But you don't know. Sometimes the condition is only fulfilled two weeks from now. Yeah. So so maybe you put a deposit for 2.5 percent. So a house of one one million that would be twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. And then uh, actually fifty thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No. No. Two and a half percent. Yeah. I, I put one million just to make yeah. it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so to put twenty five thousand, and then if you if in two weeks you have you don't have your mortgage approved, then you lost the twenty five thousand. Exactly. Wow. This is, this is tough. Yeah. So this that's why it's really important for you to have a a, a realtor uh, with a lot of experience. One hundred percent. A really good mortgage broker because we're talking about twenty five thousand dollars that you could just lose like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of saying how long it takes, how many tries, mm-hmm. uh, it's really tough just because, so my last two deals, um, so the, actually my last three deals. Mm-hmm. So the last two that I did, the first offer that I put on was mm-hmm. accepted. It was multiple offers and we still got it. Nice. Uh, yeah. I was able to negotiate really well with the listing agent. We're mm-hmm. able to find uh, a place um, like I, we were able to meet halfway there. And uh, multiple offers, we still got it. The one previous to that, the the third last that I did, uh-huh. we tried nine times. We only got in the tenth time. Yeah. Nine times. So this is yeah. nine different houses, right? Nine or different, yeah, offers that we put on. Wow. And we sold more. Wow. Sometimes it really uh, depends on the client as well. It doesn't always depend on the realtor, just because. Uh, so I try to explain to my clients that you know it's a seller's market, and it's hard for us to get a, a property with uh, with conditions. Right? I just said. Right. Mm-hmm. So for this one that I just said that we lost nine, it was because so the nine offers that we did put was they had uh, conditions. Was they had conditions? The first one that we did without conditions, everything went great. Right. There was no issues with the house. We got the mortgage, no worries, mm-hmm. um, and we got the house. Right. So oh, it really, it yeah. Really depends on on the the. So the it really it really makes well. it really makes sense to get pre-approved first. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. Strongly recommend that because you don't want to go into a bidding war uh, without knowing how much you can afford and how much the bank will be able to back up, you know, in case you gather property. It's oh. strongly recommended. And right now, the pre-approval, like some some banks will have it for uh, three months, uh, the locked rate. Some some banks will have four months, uh, the locked rate. And uh, I mean, it's it's more than enough time, mm-hmm. right? The last closing that I did, it was 10 days. That's how mm-hmm. much it took us to actually. So ten days plus seven and find. So it was seventeen days total. We had a week to find it, and then the close was ten days after. And mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really take that long. You know, mm-hmm. unless you're looking uh, to buy something with a tight budget, and because the multiple offers, that makes it a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, the situation happens a lot, but um, it should it should be easy. It should be fast for you to find your own home. That is nice. That is really interesting. Uh, let me ask you this. This question is interesting, okay? So a lot of people that are listening right now, I know you guys are in Brazil. I know that a lot of you will look at this number and think it's crazy, but let's just talk about it. Um, what is the average selling price of a house House in, well, I say, let's say GTA. Let's say GTA. Do you have this, this number? Do you know on average? I have the stats for Toronto that I was just looking. I don't have the uh, update. Okay, let's, GTA, let's go Toronto. for Toronto because I think Toronto is going to be higher. Yeah, it's just over a million. Over a million. Okay, average average yeah. price, average selling price, yeah. it's a, a, around over a million. I thought it was gonna be a little bit higher. I thought yeah. it was gonna be one point five, one point six. You know what? It's because there are still like a lot of cheap houses in terms of like going farther to a and older houses that need renovation. That's why. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you said, I that's a number that I also expected to be higher just because you see a lot of properties now selling for 1.8, 1.9. Yeah, 1.8, 2 million. Yeah. yeah. My but, students, you know, my still... students, my, my, this student of mine, she's going for a 1.8 million property, uh, which is in my, my view a lot. But that's, I, you know, she's been already in for a long time. She has built her career. She has great credit score. She has a job, you know, much easier in that scenario. Yeah. Um, and she's, she's going to be approved for it. Uh, but uh, that's why I thought my headspace were a little was a little bit higher. But yeah, one one point one point something that makes sense to a house in the market of Toronto. Um, you know, it's not that crazy. And do you know any about uh, anything about condos? Condos. Uh, so condos, I do. Um, condos right now they're going about seven hundred thousand oh. on an average. Um, you can probably find a. It really depends on the one bedroom, two bedroom, uh, three bedroom mm-hmm. rate. So the one bedroom right now we can probably find within five fifty. Um, mm-hmm. You want to go for a, a two bedroom from five fifty to about six ninety seven hundred thousand. Really depends mm-hmm. on how much, how big, um, what's the the region, right? Of course, of um, course. So that's usually how for for a condo in, in Toronto right now. And it's funny you mentioned condos because there was actually a price drop for a while there for condos. And um, I ha- actually have had two clients just kind of take the opportunity to buy mm-hmm. uh, extra condos just because it dropped a little bit and we knew yeah. it was going to go back up. And uh-huh. it's already going back up now. We can see the, the market trend. Even oh, right, interesting. Sorry, it's already going back up. up. Yeah. And it's funny. I, I feel like people are more comfortable with the market and they know, you know, nothing crazy is going to happen to it just because the border is still closed, right? So True. I was expecting this when the border is open and see nothing changed. We're still in the... Uh, right in the middle of the stay-home order, and you know mm-hmm. the you can still see a uh, prices going up. Uh, just one more thing I'd like to mention, you asked here, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the the GTA, it's uh, nine hundred sixty-seven thousand eight hundred eighty-five dollars. Mm. Nice. That's the average. Actually, I posted that on my on my Instagram. <laughs> nice. Yeah, perfect. I was able to find it. Um, I have another question. So I kind of asked most of the questions because I, as we were talking, I just asked many of the questions that people had. There's one I hadn't asked. Um, how do you, can you do, can you buy property? I think you kind of mentioned, but let's be more clear about it. Can you yeah. buy properties being in Brazil and then buy it here? Yeah, you most definitely can. Um, so as I said, it's a, a little bit of a different process. Um, you'd have to get approved by a bank as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the investor tax that I mentioned, 50%. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and most likely you, you might be able to get 5%, but most likely it's going to be 20% down. Okay, mm. uh, but you can definitely do the whole process from Brazil. We don't have to be here. I, I do have clients like that. They're investors and, you know, they just want to buy and rent. Mm-hmm. Um, you have investors so, from Brazil? Sorry? You have investors from Brazil? I do. Yeah, I do. Very interesting. Uh, Very cool. And not all, not all of them are here in uh, DTA. Uh, uh-huh. So some of them, because they decide not to pay the 15% for an investor tax, uh, they go farther. They go to North Bay, they go to Thunder Bay, they go to uh, Winter. There's so, no investor tax on those areas. No, there's no investor tax. Um, the so the government here they want to assimilate the the market, the real estate market in those areas. So uh-huh. that's why they allow um, for for any investors to buy with no taxes, which is awesome uh-huh. because is you awesome. actually might be able to get something for five percent down being a foreign investor. And uh, the things with five percent down in those areas, sometimes you break even. So. So you buy 5% down, um, you're still financing 95%, but once uh-huh. you rent, uh, that rent is, is usually good for um, your fin- your mortgage payments and also your condo fees. 
so you were able to break even. Wow, this is, is nice. pretty epic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah in, some, in some cases, uh, you actually are able to break even. So you don't yeah. have to put anything towards the um, that property, only uh -huh. 5% down, and in 25 years, you have a paid off uh, condo or house. This is really epic, really interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, another person asked a very interesting question too, which is, what are some extra expenses that we can expect um, when we rent? So that's the first question. And then the other question would be when we buy. Okay. So when we rent, I know the answer, but I'll let you go for it. So what are the extra expenses that we usually can expect when we rent? Other than the rent, of course, when we rent for the first time. Okay. So are you talking um, in terms of like the, the rent money or are you talking about utilities, moving? Let's talk about the whole first month. Okay. Right? So the whole first month. Okay. Yeah. So um, you just rented something. Um, you're going to have to pay first and last month, at mm -hmm. least first and last. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Usually a $300 key deposit. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you have to take in consideration that there's going to be the moving cost. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you hire a company or if you do yourself, you're going to have yes. to hire a truck. Of right. Uh, there, so there's booking the elevator as well. Um, mm -hmm. This really depends on the, the condo you choose to move to. Yeah. House, of course, there's no there's no fee. There's no service that needs to be put down. Um, so some condos, they, they don't charge anything uh, for you to uh, book the elevator. They only ask for security deposit. Mm -hmm. I've seen some condos being $1,300 security deposit. Wow. Uh, yeah. Just so people understand that are listening, I don't think that's very common in Brazil. No. I don't remember this being common in Brazil. But just so they they understand, uh, when yeah. you're moving into a condo here, uh, you have to book the elevator so that you can use it. I think you kind of book it in Brazil as well. But here you have to pay a certain amount or maybe just keep it there as a security deposit for them in case you break something in the elevator. So in my case, it was in this condo here, it was $500. $500, yeah. Mm. Yeah, which is the average. It, yeah. Which is the average. Um, it's usually, um, yeah, around that. Mm -hmm. so booking uh keys of course first and last uh moving expenses what else anything else uh, so utilities right utilities uh, the utilities you got to transfer you put you got to put there under your name and mm -hmm. some of the utilities there's a setup charge of 40 mm -hmm. 50 dollars that you pay for um there's also insurance that you need to put on so mm -hmm. uh let's talk a little bit about the utilities that you put on uh usually usually condos are uh, pretty much hydro that, that's what you pay for True. some of the newer uh, condos they actually don't have any any of the utilities included in the mm -hmm. in the condo fees mm -hmm. so you'd have to pay heat water and hydro wow. so besides that there's usually um tenants insurance which is uh -huh. about 25 to 30 dollars a month it really yeah. depends on how much you choose to be covered mm -hmm. and uh, also internet right every i feel like everybody hires uh, <laughs> nowadays of that's course definitely taking that in consideration yeah uh, so that's that's pretty much the the, yeah. the cost that you're gonna have for the first month mm -hmm. and uh yeah i i really can't think of anything else right now no no that is definitely it uh just out of curiosity we uh, our hydro provider here is it has a different name it's called provident do you know which provident, one it yes, is provident. Yeah, um and they have a security deposit but i i think it has to do with the fact well, that's what they told me, but I'm not sure. I think it has to do with the fact that I have myself, my name, Michelle Marcelino, had never had a name in the hydro before. Yeah. Uh, I had never anything. I had no never had anything in my name. Yeah. yeah. So they charged a hundred fifty dollar deposit, besides the actual price for the. Oh really? Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, which that's was really good. annoying. <laughs> yeah. But you know, there's nothing I can do, so we just paid. But um, it was this, you know. 
we I kind of I am a Virgo, so I kind of had everything planned. I knew all the costs I was gonna have. Yeah. And even though I knew all the costs I was gonna have, I didn't see this one coming. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> surprise. So it's really interesting because most of the times you really wanna have things down and you wanna know every cost that you're going to have because you know, just be careful and have that extra cushion because th this might happen. And you know, it happened to us. Uh, but always have that extra cushion. Like having an extra cushion to save you on those times, it's what's really going to take the headache off. Really. Yeah. Um, and besides, it actually helps a lot, you know, having a savings. So um, not 20,000, 30,000, but if you do have savings, when you try to uh, put an offer mm -hmm. uh, even to rent something, it's going to mm -hmm. help you. Right, because even if your income is not sufficient or your credit is not the best, uh, having mm -hmm. savings could actually save the deal. Uh, you know, showing that you know you do have some uh, some extra questions just said there, just in case you know something happens, you lose your job or. Perfect. You know, and, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, and the next question, and I think that's going to be the last one. I already took 40 minutes of your time today. No worries. Happy to be here. <laughs> but it was really good. Really good conversation. I yeah. I solved many of my questions myself. Uh, last question is what uh, are the extra expenses? So now in this case, extra expenses for buying a house. What for someone can expect? Just I think I'm I you know through the course of a year there's many extra expenses. But yeah. let's just consider the pro the process of buying. Uh, sorry, the process of yeah. Let's do the process of buying and the process of selling. Okay. So right. what are there, are there any extra expenses for the process of buying a house? Yeah. So buying a house, um, if you're a first time buyer, there's actually a rebate that applies to you. Mm -hmm. um and usually the cost that we give it's uh one and a half percent off the cost of the the cost of the the property right interesting um so that what's that closing costs that's what we call it closing costs uh, closing, so cost, closing okay. costs are land transfer tax okay uh, title insurance and lawyer fees that's most likely what you're going to be paying for okay if you don't uh pay with 20 percent down there's also mortgage insurance it's called pst uh, and seriously it depends on the, the price of the house it could go for like fifteen hundred, two thousand, it's a one-time fee that you pay. Okay, not not a big okay. deal. How about yeah. the uh, land, the land transfer tax? Is that the name? Yes. Yeah, so that's one thing that I should mention. Uh, so land transfer tax is the one that you're going to be paying the most, mm -hmm. right? Um, land transfer tax in Toronto right now, you have to pay two, uh, provincial and municipal. Okay, mm -hmm. and they're both the same amount. So if you were to buy a house in Oakville, uh, you'd pay twelve thousand in land transfer tax. Okay. Uh, if you pay in Toronto, you pay 12,000 times too because you not only pay provincial, you pay municipal as well. Wow. Yes. Man, this sucks. Sucks balls. Yeah, this sucks. Um, it, it, sorry, Les, I'm going to interrupt very quickly. Um, how you said 12,000, that's a fixed price? No, no, no. It really depends on the price of the ah, house. Okay. The yeah, 12, house, like 12,000 is just an average of ah. how much you typically, typically pay for it. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, so land transfer tax, um, you're going to pay the, what are the other two things you mentioned? So title insurance and lawyer uh -huh. fees. Okay. Yeah. And as I said, uh, if you're paying with the less, if you're buying with less than uh, 20% down, there's mortgage PST as well. Okay. So that's usually how it goes. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the, the fees that you're going to have. The mortgage PST is a common thing to pay. Uh, even if you are a permanent resident or Canadian, yeah. if you're buying with 20%, less than 20% down, 5%. Yeah, that's common for everyone who's paying uh, less than, mm -hmm. than um, 20%. Which makes sense. You know, you, know, you would be yeah. spending much more. So, you know, $2,000, yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's more, it's called mortgage insurance in case you default on the first 15%. Because the regular amount 
for you to um for you to actually apply with and get approved is 20 percent mm-hmm. when you do five percent it's actually a special program that mm-hmm. you, know, you have to go through and you know get approved is so this program probably- uh something that canada has created something that ontario has created oh it's i it's for the longest time you know i know that toronto stopped doing this the five percent down for a while because they were trying to mo- motivate people to go um to other cities but mm-hmm. uh Ever since I, I I came here, the five percent out is a thing. So uh-huh. yeah, that, that's the thing that it's been it's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and then lastly, uh, when you're selling, when you're selling a house, what are some costs that you're going to incur? Okay, so when you sell, you obviously don't have the PSU or mortgage, right? You mm-hmm. don't have to do that. You also have to pay for a lawyer fees. Um, and the biggest thing actually that I should mention it's the commission that you pay. Ah, which okay. Is- uh, it, it really ranges nowadays. It could go from four to four percent to six percent. Of course, mm-hmm. depending on the realtor you choose, uh, their cases that I've seen eight percent, right? Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, there is there is no need for you to be paying eight percent of the the cost of your home to a realtor or two realtors, uh, regardless of their experience in the market. You mm-hmm. know, eight percent um, is just too much. So I, I get a bit a bit greedy. Yeah, a bit greedy. Yes, that's the word. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know so, you can't say it because you're you're their colleagues, but I can say it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't like to judge, and I feel like people, um, that it's their job and their mm-hmm. service. They know how yeah. well they do it, and they just charge accordingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like eight percent, you know, maybe a little bit too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very good. Very well. Lucas, thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you if they're trying to rent in Toronto, in Ontario? In Ontario? Do you work across Ontario? I do work across Ontario, yeah. So rentals, I usually try to focus more in the GTA. Because um, you have to go and look the properties, yeah? Exactly, because Perfect. you know it's something that you do often. You got to go and see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Stanley and Bind, I do across Ontario. Across Ontario, so, okay. Yeah, so if there. you're selling and buying across Ontario, if you are renting within Toronto or GTA, so that's greater Toronto area, how do they yeah. find you? Instagram or? Yeah, Instagram. Um, my Instagram is uh, Lucas Souza Realtor. Okay, I'm um, gonna put uh, on the bio here. On yeah, the perfect. Insta- then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you can put, you know, my my cell phone number, you know, in case it's easier for them. And uh, ah, yeah, I'm gonna put your cell phone. But be ready, man, because if yeah. I put your cell phone number, some people may call. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I've got actually used to it. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, okay, just to finish off, then, since since we're going to talk about this, what are some questions sometimes that you receive on your whatsapp that you think it's you know a little bit annoying is there anything annoying that people shouldn't shouldn't ask you um yeah it's like they're like hi lucas i'm trying to find a two-bedroom condo in downtown with parking included for 800 a month <laughs> okay <laughs> okay other than that just, they can say anything i mean like i i do understand that some people just don't know how the market is especially if they're coming from a, a different country mm-hmm. um but usually the person that asked for this are here and they know mm-hmm. how it goes right they know so, how it goes but they're just with crazy expectations yeah they're like okay i have a realtor looking for me so i might as well try it you know mm. i mean like if i had a condo for 800 a month that i probably rent maybe 30 of them even more 100 of them <laughs> because you know that's every that's what everybody be happy to pay but unfortunately yeah, yeah. you know it's just the price conditions that are in the market right now we don't set them we just work with them right mm, that's true very good point man very good point and yeah. as a you know as a bright side if you're looking to rent in downtown toronto now prices are kind of going down maybe they're going up again now but when we rented when you found this one for us it was perfectly within our budget 
which was beautiful. Uh, this one is 1950, so it's very good for a two-bedroom in downtown. It's very oh, yeah. good. It's really good. It's yeah. really good. Um, yeah. Right now, so it's funny actually you said that. So a condo like this, probably during 2019 and the beginning of 2020, mm -hmm. would go around uh, 2,400. Could yeah. 25. Mm -hmm. um, and as you said, as I said previously, that the rents are going back up. Mm -hmm. They're going up, but they're not going back up to the to that same standard yet, right? So if you got that one for 1950 and they used to be 2500, now they're roughly 2050 to 2100. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna go as crazy as it was before, so there's still time to to join the 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 ride. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just join the club and try to move as soon as possible, so you take you take advantage of the deals, right? Very cool, very good, man. Thank you so much for joining. And guys, oh. you can check his Instagram uh, on today's podcast description, and I'm also gonna put it on my Instagram. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much, Lucas. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it.